Hey, good morning, everybody. I know it's weird. We're five till, but we've decided we're going to start playing uh, music at five till just to get the live stream going and everything. Uh, Elijah, if you'd give us song blue or whatever. So we're just going to start playing. And uh, you're welcome to sing along. Go ahead, Dave. This is a song we introduced last week, so if you know it, sing along with us, and we'll just have a good time right up to 10 o'clock, all right? Here we go. You Linda? I need lyrics.
How about this band? There's times we don't give enough credit to all the faithfulness and work that they put in, and I just want these guys to know publicly that I am so blessed to work alongside them here at Harmony and uh, play the music that brings you closer to the throne. That's what we're here for this morning. So it's good to see you. We're going to, uh, the, the countdown went away. Are we at 10 o'clock yet? So since we've already started, let's go ahead and stand up. And this morning, I just want to welcome you to Harmony. If you're watching online, if you're here in the room, we've got a great crowd for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, we are just going to start singing praise. This remarkable series has been awesome for me to listen to. John's preaching some great messages. And uh, it just shows the power of God in our lives. And uh, in the power of his name, he can turn graves into gardens. And that's what this song says. See if you can relate to these lyrics. Here we go. I searched the world, but it could not fill me with praise. The faith are never enough. Then you came along and put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied. Highways, you're the only one who can. 
Isn't it awesome to know that he is the only one that can, and not only can he, he often does, and we are thankful for that today, and we want to wish you all a very happy Mother's Day. For all the moms, we want to give it up for you, and let's just give them a round of applause right now. You are difference makers, and we want to thank you for being you. Today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, we want to encourage you, if you're able to, to honor your mom today. Uh, if, uh, if you honor her memory today, then honor her memory today. And uh, we're celebrating moms, and we're going to continue our series entitled Remarkable. And today we're talking about building a remarkable life. And uh, I hope that it's a blessing to you. We're taking it right out of uh, Mark chapter 2 and, and some things that will make your life remarkable no matter where you find yourself in this life. Well, today as we gather in worship, there's just a couple of things that I want to remind you of that are coming up. Next Sunday morning, Jamie Regal is going to be our guest. Uh, I promise you this, we're going to laugh, we're going to listen in, and, and we're going to love some of the things that he says, uh, but we'll have a great time together next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Men, we have uh, a very important uh, man church event coming up on uh, Sunday, May the 23rd, 5 o'clock. Uh, Rich Wingo, former Green Bay Packer, is going to be our guest speaker, and you want to make sure and be here for that. We've got free food, giveaways, and a former Green Bay Packer. What more could we want? It's going to be a great night uh, in the life of the Man Church. We want you to get signed up and uh, be a part of that. There's information at the website uh, that, that you can gain for that. We've got uh, a golf scramble coming up uh, towards the end of June, June 26th, I believe. Uh, that, that's a little further out. We've got VBS One Day uh, taking place on Sunday, June the 6th. Lots of opportunities taking place here at Harmony. Uh, but most importantly, we want you to enjoy today. Uh, and and uh, let's look forward to the future, but let's live in the moment. Let's be ready for what God wants us to do. And uh, hopefully uh, today as we gather and, and worship, we're going to leave this place in just a little while uh, changed people and better for our time together. There are several uh, prayer requests that I would love to, uh, to encourage you uh, to continue to uh, pray for. want to ask you to continue to pray for Terry Leak. Uh, Terry is, is doing uh, much better. He's home. Uh, and let's just continue to pray uh, that God would uh, be with him and bring him along. And let's continue to pray uh, for Leon Minette. Uh, Leon uh, told me just a, a little while ago that uh, one day he's going to come back into church uh, and he's going to be here to worship with us uh, in person. So let's continue to pray uh, for Leon that God would be with him. Well, today, whether you're in person, whether you're online, your presence is more than appreciated. And if you're a guest with us today, we want to thank you for being with us in our service. And we want to encourage you uh, to come to the Connection Center if you're in person. Stop back there. We've got a gift that we would love to send home with you. And we just want to learn more about uh, your life and what we can do to make a difference in your life. If you're watching online and it's your first time, we want to be able to thank you. And we have a gift for you as well. Uh, just let us know that you're watching. Let us know it's your first time and message us uh, through our app. Uh, that would be great. You can download that in uh, Google Play or in the App Store. And again, we'd love to be able to pray with you. We would love to be able uh, to connect with you and just share a little bit more about uh, Harmony and who we are. Today, if you're watching online and uh, you're engaging in this service with us, if you could just share with us uh, what the best advice your mom ever gave you was. And if you're in the service and you want to like and share today's uh, live stream that's going out, 
uh, feel free, whether it's Facebook Live or our church uh, platform or online church platform, just engage with us. What's the best advice uh, your mom ever gave you? What's the, the best thing that she ever uh, did? I would encourage you to share that with us uh, and, and let us gain a little bit of insight into the difference that somebody has made in your life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and just ask him to be with us in a special way today. Lord, we come to you today and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. Lord, I thank you for the, the time that I got to spend with my mom uh, yesterday. And uh, Lord, I thank you for her influence on my life. And, and Lord, I just ask today that no matter where we're at, no matter what's taking place, Father, no matter where we find ourselves in this life, whatever season it might be, Lord, some graduated from college yesterday. Some are going to be graduating this coming weekend. Some will be graduating from high school in just a, a few weeks. Others are walking through moments where, where life is difficult. And Lord, they, they, they're grieving. They're dealing with, with loss. Father, some are recovering from sickness, battling cancer. Lord, people are at every spectrum of life. But Lord, I ask that today, you would help us to hear from you, and that you would help us to be more like you when we leave this place than what we were when we came in. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us one more time this morning? In honoring the memory of my mom, this is one of her all-time favorite songs. As we sing this morning, Great is Thy Faithfulness, follow Tara as she leads this morning. Thank you. 
God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. Sing that first verse with me one more time now. You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are God alone from before time began. You are on your throne. You are God alone. And right now in the good times Sing some more of that right there. Think about this. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable. 
this morning. You may be seated. today as we continue our series entitled Remarkable. A lot of people would like to live a remarkable life and people might ask you, hey, what is the secret to a remarkable life? Uh, some would say on Mother's Day, what, what's the secret to being a remarkable mom? What could I do? What, what could I get right to, to cause me to have remarkable kids, to have a remarkable family, to be a remarkable individual? You know, there's a lot of pressure in our culture and our society to try and, and get things right. And everybody always has a way that they would say, look, this is the way that you can make your life remarkable. Well, today's message, it's probably not going to uh, necessarily change every one of our lives and all of a sudden undo all the things that we've already done. It's probably not going to be a formula that guarantees you're going to feel good at the end of every day because we would all like that, wouldn't we? But I guarantee you, here's what it will do. It's going to give us some insight for some practical things that when put into, when put into practice in our daily life will make an incredible difference and it will lead us on the path to a remarkable life. Why? Because it's right out of the story of Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, here's what we discover. We discover that Jesus is going about uh, his daily routine again, and in his daily routine, we're going to find things that make an impact in our life in an absolutely incredible way. When we look at, at Mark chapter 2, it's not the story of, uh, of, of a lady. Uh, it's not the story of, of someone who did something outstanding as far as what society is going to, to say, but it is the story of what Jesus did in the, the heart and lives of some people who said, look, here, here's the reality. There's something missing in our life, and we believe that Jesus has something that we need, so we're going to go to him. In Mark chapter 2, it starts off in verse number 1. It says, and again, he entered Capernaum. And after some days, it was heard that he was in the house. So obviously, Jesus has been to Capernaum before. We find that in Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 2, it says he's doing that again. And people find out that he's there. It says, immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Now, now here's what's, what's happening. Jesus is, is here. He's in a house. Everybody hears that he's in that house, and they just gather around. And I mean, you, you talk about the need for like crowd surfing in this day to get through. That's, that's what it would have been, right? I mean, it's like wall-to-wall -wall people. They, they've come in, and, and here's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is teaching them the, the word, that's, that's what it says in verse number two. And, and then verse number three, it says, They came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried 
by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was so that when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why does this man speak blasphemy like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out into the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Well, on this day where we honor moms and we celebrate Mother's Day, we, we unpack some things that, that apply to all of us. That This isn't a, a message on, on how I can guarantee you that you're going to be a, a wonderful mom, because if I told you everything I know about being a mom, uh, it, the list would be short, right? Um, I, I, could, I could just tell you what my mom did for me. Well, today, uh, we're going to talk about what Jesus did for us, and, and maybe some of the things that I share today are some things that my mom modeled. In, in her life, and I hope that you would model in your life because it will make a difference. The first thing that we see that's described outside of the crowd, outside of gathering in the house, all of the things that are there, we often want a secret on how to ra raise great children, right? Because on, on a day like today, moms say, wow, I'm, I, I've got this new one and, and I'm uncertain as to what I'm going to do. I mean, I've got the diaper changing thing down. I, I know how to get the bottles and all that stuff together. But, but daily life, what really matters and, and what's really important? And then they grow out of that stage and you think you're ready for the next stage and they turn into a teenager and that's just a, a whole nother world. And you say, okay. Well, what do I do here? And, and then we go and they get a little older and we're asking ourselves questions. What, what do we do here? And, and I'm telling you this as, as a dad, right? Moms think in a, a different way because there's plenty of details that I would leave out and things that I would forget. But, but let's look, no matter who we are and no matter where we're at in this thing called life, whether we're a parent whether we're single, whether we're hurting this morning, there's a truth that comes right from what Jesus did, and it's this, begin with the Bible. You want a remarkable life? You want something to, to be different in your life tomorrow than what it is today? Begin with the Bible. In Mark chapter 1, when... when went out did, did he start start by by healing did he did he start by by getting these in, incredible crowds following him and and passing out his card and saying look i just came to do a few miracles and and build my following so that people would know who i am and take my card and and we're just having a healing crusade no over and over and over jesus he didn't avoid the crowd he avoided turning his life into something it was not meant to be and over and over and over we see him not just in Mark chapter 1 and Mark chapter 2, but all throughout his life. Where is he going to start? He begins with the Bible. Well, why do I want to begin with the Bible? We begin with the Bible because the Bible builds our life. The Bible is foundational 
for our life. We, we all want something that we can trust. We all want something that will be there, something that will help us to hold on when we feel like we can't hold on anymore. We want something that, that unlocks the secrets and, and has the, the answers to the tough questions of life, and, and we find it right in the Bible. So, so where does Jesus start? Jesus is looking at these people. They have all kinds of incredible needs, People that have, have come from the city, people have, that, that have come from the town, and, and they're pressing to get in. And where does Jesus begin? Jesus begins at teaching them the word, teaching them the Bible. Think of all the things that we feel like we need to instruct people with today. All the things that people have to get right, all, all the answers that they, they have to, to be able to give to the difficult questions in life, the, the way that they need to navigate and, and figure things out. And, and here's what we walk away with when we look at the example of Jesus, begin with the Bible. You want to be a great mom? Begin with the Bible. You want to be, be a, a great individual? Begin with the Bible. You want to be a better boss? Begin with the Bible. You, you want to be a standing, remarkable Christian? Begin with the Bible. You see, that, that's, that's where you have to start. And until we, we get foundational aspects of that, guess what? We're going to miss out on, on some things. And, and when we begin to, to put it into practice and it begins to, to come and play in our life, here's what happens. It begins to change everything. You know, it's amazing the things that, that we put into our life and, and we look at and we can talk about and we can explain. Yet when somebody says, begin with the Bible, we say, well, I really don't like to read, or, or that, that's just not for me. Maybe, maybe I could, could find something somewhere else. And, and, and here's the reality. It has the answers to life. Why is it so important? It builds our, our life. It, it instructs our life. The Bible says, says this. That it'll not only build our life or inspire our life, instruct our life, it'll give us the light that we need along the way. It, it brightens our life. Psalm 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. And what? A light unto my path. It gives us freedom. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth. And what? The truth will make you free. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you continue in, in the scripture, that's, that's the answer for your life and for my life. And until we come to a place where we begin with the Bible, something that's foundational, our, our life is never going to be what it could be and what God intends for it to be. It, it's, it's foundational. You know, when I went to my first Little League football practice, Came home with a, a stack of papers. And my, my dad was out of town. And I didn't have somebody else that lived next door or anything at, at that time. And we, we had a, a couple of neighbors, but like they were up in years and houses were like far apart and that kind of thing. And, and I didn't think that Mr. Hudson would have known anything about football at the time to, to say, hey, could you explain some of this stuff to me. I'm supposed to know more about it the next time I, I go back. And, and since my dad wasn't at home and he was uh, away, my mom was uh, away with him, and uh, I go back to the next practice and uh, I'm 
put in a position where I'm supposed to know not just the holes, but I'm supposed to know uh, as a running back uh, what my number is and what hole I'm supposed to, to go through. And uh, I didn't know that, and, and uh, you know, it created a little bit of chaos. So my coach came over and gently grabbed me by the face mask. <laughs> and my coach is here today, so I, I can, I'm telling the story with accuracy. And he said, did you look at any of this stuff? Do you know? And I didn't know what else to say other than my dad's not home, and, and I don't know where I'm supposed to go. He took me and explained that playbook to me. And, and you know what happened when I got on the page that I needed to be on? Life was not only a lot better for me, it was a lot better for him. And it was a lot better for the other 10 people that were on the field while, while we were trying to accomplish something. Now, here's the reality. The Bible is important for your life and for my life because this may surprise you. I don't need to know that playbook anymore. I, I still know it, but I don't need to. But do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that it lasts forever. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 23, it says this, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. It says, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away. But listen to this, the word of the Lord endures forever. Imagine the things that we try and put into our life, all the pressures of society. We really think, look, I, I, I need to, to get this in my life, and I need to get that in my life. And if I could just give my children the financial things that I didn't have, or if I could just spend more time with them because someone didn't spend that much time with me, if I could just do that, that would make the difference. And we have all of these other things that, that are unfolding. And, and here's a reality. What we need in our life today is we need to go back and look at the example of Jesus and realize that Jesus lived a remarkable life because he was the word of God, he never departed from the word of God, and he started with the word of God, and he finished with the word of God. You want a remarkable life? Can I, can I just tell you something? Begin with the word and don't depart from the word. Because the Bible ha has the answers to the questions that people are asking. We live in a culture today that, that can we just say, is messed up from the ground up. In case you haven't heard, for many people, today is not Mother's Day. It's National Birthing Person's Day. How lovely is that? Now think about that for just a moment. Think about it for just a moment because the same people that said we need to argue for women's rights and equality are the same people that are taking motherhood away right now. Guaranteed. Look it up. You can fact check that if you want. Here's a, a reality, and somebody would say, I don't want to get into a, a political thing. We're not talking about something political. We're talking about a biblical truth. 
where we're talking about what, what the, the Bible says and how the Bible unfolds. And, and, and here's what, what Jesus said. Begin with Scripture. He, he gets people around, and there's this massive crowd, and, and he could have surveyed the crowd and asked them to raise their hand and say, hey, what's the greatest need in your life? He already knew the greatest need in their life. And so, so what's he do? He, he begins with the Bible. But there's a, a second thing that, that we need in our life if, if we're going to, to live a remarkable life and if we're going to model a life to those around us. We need to build a life-changing faith. How do we build a life-changing faith? We build a life-changing faith by acting in obedience to what the Bible teaches. Just taking a step of faith. In verse number three, it says this. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was so that when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. You see, here's what happens when we begin with the Bible and we begin to live the Bible. You see, it, it builds our life and we're living on something and for something that's eternal. But here's what's taking place. It is building our faith and it is giving us something that we can take with us that other people will be impacted by. You see, here's what happens. There's a, a, a paralyzed man, somebody that can't do anything for himself and, and, and what unfolds and what takes place. Four people that are unnamed and the paralytic that is unnamed have a faith that if they can get to Jesus, life will be different. Why is building a... a life-changing faith so important because faith overcomes the weight that you're carrying i'm certain that when they were carrying him down that dusty road i'm certain that when they were carrying him down and they all had their corner that at some point in time it got heavier than what they anticipated they were carrying a burden that wasn't theirs but it was theirs and I'm, I'm certain that it got heavier than what they anticipated. Anybody here ever had to carry something and it got heavier than what you anticipated? You thought, oh, I, I, can, I can move that. I'll never forget my, my nephew one day, there was a big old rock. And, you know, when you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, right? And he goes and he puts his arm around it and it's like, oh, what are you going to do with that? And, and, and uh, oh, I can get that. I can move it. And, and he moved it uh, about an eighth of an inch, right? Uh, um, and, and here's the thing. Sometimes we start off and, and, and we say, look, uh, I think I can get it. And we try and, 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 and we can't. Sometimes we, we think, look, I, I can I can." take that step, and, and then it's heavier than what we anticipated, and all of a sudden we're, we're wondering what are we going to do. There's things in everyone's life as we go through life that gets heavier than what we anticipated, and here's what happens when we are building a life-changing faith, a life-changing faith that begins with the Bible, that, that is rooted in God's Word. Do you know what happens? That weight that we're carrying gets a little bit lighter. Why? Because we know we're not alone. 
Why? Because we believe that there's a destination where things are going to be taken care of. Moms, you want to do something great for your children? Build a life-changing faith because they're going to see it. You want to do something great? Begin with the Bible because that life-changing faith allows you to, to carry the weight and overcome the weight that you're carrying. You see, here's a truth. They couldn't do anything with the weight that they were carrying except bring it to Jesus. And if they couldn't have taken it to Jesus, they would have just been carrying it and carrying it and carrying it and carrying it. And some of us today are carrying some weights, and ultimately what we need to do is just bring it to Jesus. We take a, a look and we realize that sometimes faith is difficult. What does it take to, to build a life-changing faith? It, faith that, that, that overcomes the weight that we're carrying, knowing we can take it to Jesus. But then there's the faith that overcomes the crowd that makes it difficult. The crowd that makes it difficult. We've all been in a setting, in a situation to, to where there's been some, some people around us that we feel like, wow, they're just making my faith a, a little more of an adventure right now. Making it a little, little more difficult. We don't need to list names and think about who all of those people might be, right? That's not, not, not what it is. The question is this. Are we making things more difficult for somebody else? The question is this. Are we pushing through the crowd? Because here's what happens in a life-changing faith. A life-changing faith doesn't stop when the crowd or the circumstances make it a little bit difficult. Because they couldn't get through because of the crowd. Why? They're pressed together and they said, what are we going to do? Sometimes the circumstances, which is represented by the crowd in our life, that makes our faith difficult. But here's what a life-changing faith does. A life-changing faith makes every opportunity to uncover the next opportunity it takes every chance to, to uncover the, the next opportunity what do I mean by that the Bible says this they took him up on the roof they didn't just say wow it's crowded it's getting hard we're, we're going to turn away Sometimes when you step out in faith to do something for God, sometimes when you start walking with Jesus, sometimes when you take that next step, like you get baptized and, and you think, man, life is going to be easy now, sometimes life just gets a little bit harder. So, sometimes when you commit and say, look, I know that this is what the Bible says I'm supposed to do, sometimes when we begin to live our life centered on Scripture, sometimes it gets a little more difficult. It's not just always easy. We're tempted to say, I'm not sure this is, this is for me. Here's what faith does. It says they uncovered the roof. What, what does that mean? Somehow, they get a man that can't walk up on the roof. Now, some scholars would say this seemed like a large house, and it would have been normal for a house like that to have an exterior set of stairs leading to the roof. Well, it doesn't matter whether they had a stairway or whether they had to lift him up. The reality is this. They uncovered the next possibility. Then when they got to the roof, here's, here's what they had to do. They had to not uncover the roof. It says they uncovered the roof. But when they broke through, 
Now, I think in, in our minds, because if you grew up in my generation, there was this little flannel graph that went along with this story where they just took off this little straw patch and set it over on the side. And, and that's what it was, right? I mean, some of you remember that, that lesson. You were there on that day. They, they're carrying them. They get them up on the roof, and they take the little patch out. History tells us that that roof would have, would have been somewhere around a foot thick. It would have had mud. It would have had dirt. In, in, in that day, many of the, the, the in, in this region, the, the roofs would have had grass growing upon them. It was something to break through. It says when they uncovered it, when they broke through. The language says it wasn't easy. Sometimes following Jesus isn't easy. But building a life-changing faith is more than worth it. And we're going to see that end result in, in just a little bit. What, what is causing you right now to hold back a, a little bit from Jesus? What, what is keeping you from building a life-changing faith and just pressing through right now? Sometimes it's the fact that the load is heavy and we think, man, I just can't carry this burden anymore. I just can't take care of the weight. Sometimes it, it seems like it's crowded and, and maybe Jesus wouldn't have enough time for me. Or there's another circumstance that's keeping us from him. What is keeping you right now from building that life-changing faith? I want to I encourage you to get it to Jesus as quick as you can. Any way that you can, because they went up on the roof and they broke through the roof. And, and now here's what they do. The Bible says this, that they let him down they lowered the paralytic right in to Jesus now keep in mind Jesus is teaching right he's 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 teaching and all of a sudden you've got little granules of of dirt straw other things just kind of moving around and, and and dropping down and people begin to look up and all of a sudden here comes a paralytic man that's being lowered down into the presence of Jesus. And the Bible says this, when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, who's their faith? The faith of the paralytic, the faith of those that brought him. Jesus was moved. What does that mean? That means that, that faith is willing to to take a great risk because not only was Jesus going to see their faith but everybody else was going to see their faith can you imagine some people are, are sitting around going oh wow this is really nice they're they're tearing up this guy's house I think some would would have been saying wow that's a, a distraction I, I can't believe you just interrupted Jesus and and his teaching Faith took a risk. What if, what if Jesus would have said, look, he has, to, he has to go out the same way he came in? It, common sense tells you that it's a, a whole lot easier to lower that weight than it was to pick it back up. I mean, there's risk written all over this scenario, and, and, and here's what happens. Jesus looks at their faith, and he's moved. Building a life-changing faith how do we build a life-changing faith? We begin with the Bible. It says Jesus saw their faith. 
He saw their faith. The word that is used for faith isn't the fact that they saw someone doing a, a healing crusade out somewhere else. It's they were convinced that Jesus was who he said he was. They were convinced that the word of God was real and the word of God was the answer to this man's problem. You see, they had heard the word and they responded to it. They were building a life-changing faith because of conviction of the word of God. Jesus started with the word. They responded. They responded with a life-changing faith. But here's a, a third thing that we, we desperately need to work on in, in our life before we get to the climactic part of it, and it's this. We want a remarkable life. We, we want to have a, an amazing family. We, we want to be the best mom that we can be or the best Christ follower that we can be. doesn't matter what our role is. Just take it right out of the, the page of, of Jesus in Mark chapter 2. Avoid a critical spirit. Avoid a critical heart. Avoid a, a critical mindset. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts. They didn't have the courage to say it, but they had the courage to think it. Why does this man speak blasphemy like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in the spirit that they reasoned us within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or, or to say, arise and take up your bed and walk? A critical heart is a contagious heart. And a critical heart is missing the practical side of the biblical truth that Jesus is bringing out. When you take a look at this story, Jesus knew what they were thinking and Jesus knew what they were going to be doing before they, they set in to do it. I wonder how many times we're, we're critical when, when there's no reason to be critical. We're, we're critical of other people. We're critical of, of God. Jesus is getting ready to do a miracle and, and here's what's happening. They're being critical of Jesus the son of the living God, because he didn't do it how they would do it. Isn't it amazing sometimes in, in life? We're just critical because we just become critical. We, we look, I mean, everybody's leaning in, listening to the, the word of God, listening to Jesus teach. There's some life-changing things taking place. And, and all of a sudden, we have this group of people. And you can see them. Every, every, everybody knows them, right? Critical people looking and saying, well, I don't know why he did that. Who's going to fix the hole in the roof? How come he didn't address that? R really? Who does he think he is? He can say, your sins are, are forgiven? These are people that are supposed to be religious scholars asking all of these questions. These are people that should have recognized that Jesus was the Messiah before anybody else did. Yet they're, they're critical. Do you, do you know typically what happens when we're critical? And you can just take this for what it's worth. This is just observation, throwing it in for free. Most of the time, most of the time when we're critical, it's, it's because our relationship with Christ is, is not what it needs to be at that moment. We, we, we've, 
let some things drift. And here's what Jesus does. Jesus brings it back to, to something that's very important. And we're going to begin to bring it all together. Do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, focus on what matters. Jesus asked them, what, what matters or, or what is easier? In verse number nine, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and take up your bed and walk? Jesus said, we've just been talking about the, the Bible. We, we've just spent some time together. What, what matters how I, I bring healing to this guy? If I say for, your, your sins are forgiven or take up your bed and walk. Jesus brings us back to, to a point in, in this. There's, there's going to be pressure in every life for us to focus on something that doesn't matter. To get hung up on, on something else that's going to take our focus off of, of why of why. We're supposed to be who God wants us to be. The role, the position that he has placed us in. Jesus can heal people and Jesus can let people be a part of healing. But here's something that Jesus did that we can't do and it's this. Jesus was able to forgive sins. He was demonstrating some authority. He was demonstrating some power but he was ultimately demonstrating the greatest need. And that greatest need was a spiritual need. And that greatest need is what Jesus started with. He started with the Bible. He responded to their faith. He called people back and said, let's focus on what matters. And what matters is this, the need of the heart. You see, it doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter what our resources are. It doesn't matter what education we have. It doesn't matter what background we come from. That the greatest need that's inside of every human being is a spiritual need in their life to connect with Jesus, to have their sins forgiven, to be changed from the inside out, not from the outside in. And how many times in this life do we focus on all of the other things? And we forget to begin with the Bible. We, we forget to build a, a life-changing faith by, by following the scriptures and knowing, okay, faith will, will overcome the weight that I'm carrying because it'll lead me to Jesus. Faith will, will overcome the crowd because I believe that Jesus can, can make the difference. And if I can just get beyond the circumstances and, and see Jesus in this, it begins to make a difference. When we look at what Jesus would say and what Jesus would do, Jesus said, let's focus on what matters. Here's what unfolds in verse number 12. Jesus had just asked him, what does it matter if I say your sins are forgiven you or take up your bed and go to your house? It says, immediately he arose and took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed. All were amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. Do you know who stood amazed with Jesus? The people that were willing to begin with the word, the people that were willing to build a life-changing faith, 
the people that said, look, we need to avoid a, a critical heart, and, and the people that said, we need to focus on what matters. You see, when, when you're living a remarkable life and you're building a remarkable life, you can stand amazed with Jesus. And, and, and honestly, that's what happens in this story. They stood amazed with Jesus. Why? Because of the word, because of faith, because he called their attention to focus on what matters. You want to build a remarkable life today? You want to be a remarkable mom? You want to be a remarkable Christ follower? You want to be a remarkable individual? Ultimately, Jesus says the greatest need in any one of our lives is a need with the heart. He started with the word. He responded to their faith. He said, let's focus on what matters. And when we begin to focus on what truly matters, we can stand amazed in what Jesus is doing. You know why we don't stand amazed at what Jesus is doing more often? Because we're in the middle story. We're right there with the scribes and the Pharisees. We're going, well, I don't know why he did it this way. I don't know who he thinks he is. How come he didn't do it this way? I had my schedule all planned out and my life's been interrupted now because he, he didn't do this, this, and this. And, and we don't realize all the things that God is up to and what he's doing. Jesus started with the word. So begin with the Bible. Build a life-changing faith. A faith that people see. What, what would you attempt right now what would you put on the line right now if you knew that God would come through? You see, the reality is, is that's what faith is. And, and, and those four men, they took a man to Jesus. They tore up somebody else's house. They were willing to do whatever needed to be done because they believed that Jesus was enough. And I promise you this, we'll have better homes and we'll have better relationships and we'll be better Christ followers when we come to a place where we begin with the word and we believe that Jesus is enough. Because ultimately, Jesus is going to last forever. And a lot of the things that we give our life to and for, they just don't. I would encourage you today, begin with the Bible. Build a life-changing faith. Avoid a critical heart at all cost, focus on what matters, and then you'll be able to stand amazed at what Jesus has done in your life, what he's allowed you to be a part of. And there'll be more days in your life where you can say, wow, I've never seen God work like this before. It'll just continue to happen. Would you pray with me? With heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you today, are you certain that you know Jesus as your Savior? Not a better day, not a better moment than right here, right now, wherever you are, for us to realize that Jesus forgave the sins of that paralytic man that day. Why? Was he paralyzed because he had sinned? No, that, that wasn't the implication. People often thought that way, especially in that day and time. So Jesus said, look, I can address your thoughts as well as his need. And it's the greatest need. Jesus died 
He was buried and he rose again so that you and I might receive the forgiveness of sins. And now it's just up to us to place our faith and trust in him. So today, if you've never placed your faith in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, that's what salvation is all about. It's you and I being delivered from the penalty of that sin, separation from God for all eternity. Today, if you've never if you've never trusted him to be your savior, I want to encourage you right now, right where you are, the best you know how, to pray a simple prayer that goes just like this. Make it your words. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. I've missed your mark. But Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive my sin and to be my savior. Jesus, thank you for saving me. You pray a simple prayer like that, he'll offer salvation, he'll he'll bring you into his family. You're forgiven for forever. And if you've responded in that way today, we'd love to help you with that. Let us know. We wanna help you learn more about Jesus. Maybe you're here and you would say, John, I already know about Jesus. I know who he is. I've trusted him as my savior. But honestly, in my life, there's there's a lot of pressure to begin with other things. And and I'm that individual that has thought, look, this is where I need to start. This is what I need to do. And this is what was most important. But today I'm reminded that beginning with the Bible, being in the presence of Jesus, having the faith to be near him and respond to him, that, that's important, and I want more of that in, in my life. Maybe today, that's your prayer. Help me with that. Maybe today you would say, look, I, I've got a critical heart, a critical spirit. I need help with that. Maybe it would be to, to focus on what matters, and that's the, the spiritual need. Can you imagine what would happen in, in our culture and in our world if, if we just began to focus on the spiritual need as Christ followers and, and we wanted to truly meet people where they are and, and to help them know who Jesus is. What a change it would make. Maybe today, maybe today that's your prayer. Whatever your need might be, I just invite you to respond right where you are right now. You pray to the Lord and ask him to meet the need in your life as I lead us in prayer. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you that we can begin with you. That we can begin with your word. Lord, learn more about who you are. And, and Lord, I ask that you would help each and every one of us not to make your word or time with you the last resort, but Father, I pray that you would help us to begin with your word and, and to begin with what we need from your truth and to apply it to our life. Father, we thank you for all of the moms. We, we thank you for the mothers who do so much tireless efforts that, that go in to making lives better, to making families better. Ones that, that stay up late and get up early. And they don't complain. They just go right on because that's their passion, because that's how you've 
enabled them to, to live. Lord, we thank you in so many ways for our moms. And Lord, I pray that today, no matter who we are, whether we're a mom, a dad, whether we're young and starting out in life, I pray that you would help us to say we're going to begin with the Bible, to come right back there because it is eternal and help us to live for you. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're a part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.